So uh, I poured a cold one for this evening. You know, it's the end of an era. Uh, it's the last one, dude. But uh, before we uh, get too far, um, we should introduce ourselves uh, for the last oh, yeah, time. I suppose so. That's not for the last time. It's the last time for what the fork. It's the last time for what the fork. Uh, it's just it's the end of an era, man. Speaking of. This is what the fork. This is what the fork. <laughs> I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Uh, you can find Jason at Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find uh, what the fork if you want, but it's not going to be relevant for much uh, much longer. Um, but at what the fork pod. <laughs> I mean, if you're if it's a year from now, if you're listening like in 2021, um, and it hasn't turned into 28 days later. Um, you can email us. <laughs> you can rate our show. Uh, what well, you can email us at uh, whattheforkpod@gmail.com. We might answer, but I mean, I'll, I'll keep the account open. If I get a notification, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I mean, you're feel free to rate and review us, um, but I mean, um, there. Are, 80 some odd episodes that are going to be available for people to go back and discover if they show, if, if, yeah. if they show choose. I mean, when the world is burning husk, um, someone will pull up an old iPod touch and see what the fork and it will be the, well, the banter, the way banter between the two of us will be what gets, um, helps the world regrow um become a new a new thing a, a new world a new brave new world um <laughs> i think you're giving us a little too much credit <laughs> no i'm not you know see like but we're we're it, the bill and ted of podcasts <laughs> we're we're going to save, we save the world with our podcast. And I think we're more like the Abbott and Costello of podcasts. Uh, well, <laughs> either, or the e- pinky in the brain of <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> either way, you're going to laugh. Um, and um, maybe, and maybe just maybe we might change the world. Um, but maybe, but uh, it, it might be, some, you know, who knows? There's somebody, uh, a, a, maybe like a judge or somebody who's discovering podcasts and they uh, head on, on our show. Yeah. Thousands of Baramies from now. Yes. I mean, it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. Once they're done listening to Radio Lab, they might, <laughs> <laughs> they might stumble on this. Yeah. Gotta love them. <laughs> so. I don't know if you were planning to say where people can find me. Uh, uh, I was, but you know, <laughs> I was too busy. Um, it's only eighty some odd shows, you know, uh, which means approximately a thousand hours of podcasting. I gotta do one more. I gotta do one more. Uh, <laughs> drop the underscore like it's hot, man. Just gotta do it one okay. more time. Do you want me to? So you can find uh, Jared here at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitters. Drop the underscore like it's hot on the Instas. Um, and, um, yeah. And that was an improvised drum roll. I, I don't know if it came through clear enough. I, but, I, um, well, I heard it. I knew what you were, 
And, um, you know, be sure to uh, check the show notes if you want to throw in a few shekels, um, get some merch. We're going to continue to need those those shekels, as you will learn at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Your sh- uh, yes, we're going to need the shekels. Uh, and the- Which, stay tuned for a special announcement. Yeah. You're going to need the shekels, the pounds, the pennies, the Deutschmarks. Um, uh the greenbacks, uh, <laughs> the bunnies, <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah, the bunnies. The uh, um, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay, but uh, yeah, this is um, we've reached the last episode of of what the fork uh, of, of the good place. <laughs> um, well, both. Yeah. you're not wrong on in either point. And rather than, because it is a 53-minute episode and there's a lot to unpack with it, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to dive right into it. Yep. And the episode is called Whenever You're Ready. Mm -hmm. Netflix summarizes it as Michael works with the Joint Council of Afterlife Affairs to smooth out kinks in the system. Jason and Tahani move on. Eleanor tries to influence Chidi. There's absolutely no finality in that uh, in that description of the final episode at all. No, <laughs> and you know, I don't know that Jason and Tahani move on. Send. I, I'm not happy with the person who wrote the description for this episode. If you're listening, I have beef with uh, with your description. Oh, I'm just saying. I know it hurts. It, it stings. My words sting you, but uh, I, I ha- it had to be said. All right, well, Jerry, whenever you're ready, let's get this started. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the bench for a little bit first. <laughs> <laughs> Attempt number 803 of my new project. This is the one. I can feel it. I'm ready. And here we go. Riding on a groovy wave of love. I'm going for a cosmic ride. Surf the freaky purple vibes of love. The marshmallow cat is inside. Marshmallow cat is inside? That's what I wrote? That's meaningless. Janet! Hi there. How's the songwriting going? I'm completely lost here and I can't do the stupid E chord. Would you like a magic guitar that plays all the notes for you? It's the number one request among men over 50 who've gotten in here. No, the whole point is to learn how to do stuff without using afterlife magic. So I'm going to pause right there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Just cause, um, That's where I was going to pause. I mean, Michael, obvi- yeah, because um, I mean, you smoke weed once and suddenly you're singing about marshmallow cats. <laughs> It's I think that he, I don't think Michael love. was under the influence. Uh, I think it was just his pure demon songwriting skills. Well, do you not think that right. smoking weed in the last episode sort of influenced the songwriting? I mean, he's always thought considered I, himself to be a songwriter, but I mean, that's well. And I think some of these lyrics predate the weed. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, the but, monkeys went right shit like that. <laughs> Um, the uh, the marshmallow cat is inside. That's um, that's the lyric that he has a problem with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the one that causes him trouble. Yeah, uh, of all of the lyrics, he's definitely of the um, Herman's hermits uh, monkeys like 
sort of psychedelic, but not really type thing. It's like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what, uh, Peter from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely. I mean, he puffed the magic dragon and came up with this foolishness. Um, the the purple dinosaur and yeah. the and the marshmallow cat inside. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, you know, I, I I know you're not a guitarist, but I gotta say, the E chord is is literally uh, one of the easiest chord shapes to make. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So you know, I'm just saying, Michael just may not be destined to be uh, a songwriter. Uh, well, just not right one, now. One, one guitarist's opinion. Yeah. Not right now, but maybe if he gets the magic guitar. I thought that was interesting that that's the number one request for, for middle-aged men who enter the, what she says, men over 40, I think, who enter the good place. It's the uh, over 50, request. but I mean... I, 50. Well, you know. I think anyone over the age of 37 uh, probably wants that too. Hey, I need, I need not the magic guitar that plays all the things because... I, you know, have been playing for 20 years, and I can do all right. <laughs> what makes you think I was talking about you, dude? It seemed a little pointed. Really? Uh, Did... Being that I'm now over 37. Really? Are, are you, like, feeling I was really specific there? Because I'm just picked a random it age. A little, it seemed a little oddly specific, it, yes. I don't, I, I don't understand what you're talking about, man. I just <laughs> don't understand one bit. Uh, but, you know, whatever, man. Whatever's clever. <laughs> that being said, uh, <laughs> what, 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 would, what would your number one request be? Uh, probably a guitar. Really? You would want the magic guitar? Yeah, I've always wanted to play, dude. I was trying to think of what my... That did not give me enough time to think of what my response would be because I, I've been trying to think about what it would be and I couldn't think of anything. I could get like a cheap Sears guitar... Um, and, um, I could get that Jeff Twee book and I could write a song and, but just one, just one, <laughs> no more, but I could write the song. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the song, you too, you too could have a, a marshmallow cat inside. Well, again, like I'm being ambitious here, but I mean, if the podcast isn't going to change the world, then maybe my song can. It, there you go. It it just might. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you ask for? I would ask for a record store that every time I flipped through the bins, I found exactly the record that I was looking for. Ah. And um, is there a record that um, that you want that you haven't been able to get yet? Oh, there are so many. That's why I spend the majority of my time in record stores. Well, name the top one on your list. What do you always look for that you can't find? Um, there. Okay, so top five. Let's say, um, "Rain Dogs" by Tom Waits. Uh, "Sky Blue Sky" by Wilco. Uh, but you could order Sky Blue Sky at this point, right? No. Really? Can't. 
Was it? It's like- super rare now. Yeah, it's it's uh, out of stock on the Wilco site. It's they're they're not making it anymore. And if you go to like Discogs or eBay or something, it's it's pricey. I see it go for you know 100, 150 bucks. Whoa. Yeah, I'm saying, which I'm just not. You know, I'm, I'm not willing to plunk that down for for a record, even though it's it's eating away at me because it's the only Wilco album that I don't have on vinyl. I mean. That's it's got hurt, man. It does. I'm saying it eats away at me every time I walk past my records. It its lack of presence uh, taunts me. Do you have and haunts me? Do you have greatest hits on vinyl or best of or the like the what's my twenty? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I'm not a huge fan of of greatest hits albums. The only reason I ever see to buy them is if there are unreleased tracks. Right, but I'm thinking if you're really hankering to hear like Impossible Germany on vinyl. Uh, sure, yeah, I I see where you're coming from with that. So that's that's, that's the only reason why I bring that. But you know what? Uh, you know, I can also play um, Impossible Germany on the guitar. I learned how to do it. Okay. That that sweet. Uh, that 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 sweet riff that opens it up, mm-hmm. up. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I'm very proud of myself. You should be. <laughs> you know, you've accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. I mean it. I'm not being sarcastic here. This isn't. That's fine. Smart ass Jason. I I f- I feel accomplished. So you should. I'm secure in that. Uh, but beyond that, the first Billy Bragg album, uh, which is. Not necessarily super rare, but it's not easy to find in the States. Uh, and let's see. Oh, basically, like, original Talking Heads albums, not reissues. Oh, yeah. Uh, those are those are hard to find. I, I picked up uh, Fear of Music today, actually, when I... Because um, Tracks and Wax is around the corner from me. Yeah. Uh, walked in there and, and plucked that out. Um. Yeah, I have um, "Remain in Light," the original "Remain in Light" on vinyl. What would be really cool is if um, I, this would be pretty hard to find. I even bothered to look because why buy it? The kids are probably going to ruin it at some point anyway. <laughs> um, but um, speaking in tongues had um, uh, artwork. Uh, done by oh i forget who um before it had the artwork that it has now um and um and uh they released so many um like they released only like a rare number of copies oh the robert rauschenberg uh did the artwork for speaking in tongues um Originally, and then Byrne hated it, and he changed it. Um, oh. Yeah, um, which um, reading the um, uh, the Chris France uh, bio, he was pretty pissed about that because, of course, Byrne didn't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would that, that seems that checks out with how he rolls. Yeah, um, but um, uh, I'm already looking. Uh, at Kukul and it's nearly four hundred dollars. 
for the Rauschenberg version. Uh, so, um, I mean, as much as I would love to get my sweet hands on that, um, the kids are just going to ruin it anyway. <laughs> so, Well, so if you get it, I'll hang on to it for you. No. You're very safe. No. That's, <laughs> that's not how it works, Jared. Uh, that's... The, one of the reasons I have a problem with spending so much money on a single record is that I'm not buying them for... I mean, yes, I collect them, but I'm not buying them to hang on to as a collectible. Everything I buy, I listen to. So mm-hmm. it's 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 not like... So I have a problem paying a, a collectible price for mm-hmm. something that I, I want to spin, you know? And, and you know what really... It's going on that talking heads where I, uh, you know, what really burned my socks after I saw Burn two years ago in Mesa. So all the record collectors had like their original copies, hoping that Burn would sign them. And of course, like he's like, so that they could sell them. Yeah, so they could sell them. And of course, like he's getting pissed. And seriously, mm-hmm. I just want to say hi and like have a great show, you know, love the show. And by the time he got to me, he's like, like, I don't want to like, talk to anybody man like because <laughs> all the all the dudes with their you know original talking head 77 mint condition right records are just taking up his I always time hated those guys i mean and maybe i was judging them incorrectly maybe they were there to actually because they wanted their copies signed and they were going to hang on to them but most of those guys are 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 people who are going to turn around and sell them, yeah. and I, I I can't stand that. It's it's literally like um like it's literally like a it was like being surrounded by ten Jack Blacks in high fidelity, um, <laughs> with um, just geeky, you know, just pontificating about the random knowledge they have and uh, it's it's what really burns my socks about record collecting to begin with because it can be such intimidating enterprise with like jamokes like that um, um, just ruining you know salary for people who are just new to it you know while like a foot in the door um, well, and I'm I'm happy, you know. On the one hand, I'm I'm very happy that that record collecting is back in a big way because it means that there are more outlets to go and, and shop for things and find things. But you know, I remember it wasn't that long ago that I could go into a record store and you know and buy something for a pretty decent price. That's now ten or twenty dollars more than it was back then it's just you know because there's a greater demand for things now which i i understand that's the whole law of supply and demand and this is how the economy works and yada 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 i just think that you know for for people who are 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 out there you know other people who are like myself who are getting these things because they love the music and they're really just getting it to listen to it i i think that we're the the on the losing end of things yeah, well, yeah, it, it's just, it's so much fun. It's so, like, finding something that you love, and, and I don't know, I just hate when the Jamo, somebody, like, ruins it for everyone. I guarantee you that that Romanian light that I picked up 
for like 15 bucks. He's probably selling for choice that now. And I rarely play it just because, but I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Well, we should, we could go on day, all day about this, but we should ride the we groovy. We really could. We should <laughs> ride the groovy train of love. Uh, Especially since I recall mentioning that we weren't going to waste any time. But this is <laughs> what we do. We waste day. time, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It's part of our charm. Where are you going? I don't, whatever. We should go, by the way. We're going to be late. Oh, where does the time go? I Just quick pause to say that I want that Jeremy Baramy clock. Well, we have Jeremy Baramy clocks. Not like that. That one is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. <laughs> it is. It's it's badass. I do I I do like my Jeremy Bearme clock. It's 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 up on the on the wall behind me. Yeah, I I used to have a Jeremy Bearme clock hanging in my office, but I don't have an office anymore. So womp womp. Well, there's there's got to be a, a spot that you can hang it up at home, right? Uh, we don't have that big of a house, Jared. Um. Maybe once the kids move out, we'll have some room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're, so you're about, making me more sad. <laughs> so about, you know, 15 baramies. <laughs> so ultimately, this all goes back to the line from Professor May's book. Mortality offers meaning to our lives, and morality helps navigate that meaning. Wait, what I think it says is that mortality offers meaning to the events of our lives. Uh, check yourself, Rando. I think Chidi Anagonye, who literally designed the afterlife, knows what he's talking about. Look, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right, since it's like my book. I, <laughs> yes, Professor May, you're probably right about what you wrote. <laughs> Still think you should check himself. Okay, everyone, we'll see you all here next week. Professor Hieronymy will be teaching the trolley problem. Bring ponchos. It gets messy. You ready, Judy? Uh, so I was curious if those were, you know, real philosophers, and in fact they are. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I found an article uh, on Slate that uh, if, if you remind me at the end of the episode, I'll go back to, I'll pull that up because it had, they had a few interesting things to say about the final episode. Well, I, I just looked up, uh, I, I literally just looked up Todd May and there he is, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, philosophizing, you know, philosophizing politically on the topics of anarchism, post-structuralism and anarchism. But you know he's, you know, also an existentialist, a moral philosopher. So is that his Wikipedia entry? Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> maybe it is. What? Hello, Jeff. See, the collection's grown. Ah, sure has. I have 322 frog things now. Oh, 323? I just got another one. Ah. <laughs> Never not excited about frogs, that guy. He knows what he likes. This meeting of the Joint Council of Afterlife Affairs is called to order. Let's make this quick, kids. I just started rewatching The Leftovers. Honestly, when I found out that Carrie Coon was never nominated, I almost erased 2% of humanity. Michael? 
Update. Things are going fairly well. A new crop of humans just passed their tests. Among the notables who got in, Roberto Clemente, Zora Neale Hurston, St. Thomas Aquinas. Yes! 8th century Sufi <laughs> mystic poet Hazrat Bibi Rabia Basri and Clara Peller. She was the where's the beef lady. Oh. Where's the beef lady got in. So, that's fun. Honestly, our biggest problem is that we need more architects and actors. Well, sorry, but these younger demon actors have no dedication to their craft. They think they can just start acting. They have to learn that acting is reacting, and reacting is pre-acting. Pre-acting, well, that's just being. Okay, take it down a notch, Daniel Day-Lewis. Sean, what you got? Well, I'll begin by saying that this new system stinks, and Michael stinks, and we should throw this all in the garbage and go back to the way it used to be when everyone was tortured. There's still some bumps in the road, but this system is good, and it's working. Come on, admit it. I will never, <laughs> ever, 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 Admit that. I know, buddy. I know. The Leftovers? Did you watch The Leftovers? I've read the book. Uh, See, that's why I haven't watched it yet, actually, is because I, I have a copy of the book and I keep saying to myself, I'm going to read it before I watch it. Well, I've um, I've seen a couple episodes, too. Um, and it's pretty good, but the seasons two and three, I know, go beyond... Um, what Tom Perot well, supposedly wrote. those are those are are better. Yeah, because it's probably not following Perot's excellent novel. Uh, it's um, but uh, I thought it was pretty. I thought that joke was pretty solid. That she's uh, literally uh, uh, she almost raised two percent of humanity literally because <laughs> of a show that's about. Two percent of humanity disappearing from. Uh, there you go. That's see, not having read the book, I, I did not. That joke didn't land with me as uh, as solidly. But, well, I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid joke. Um, but yeah. I enjoyed it regardless. But I probably yeah. would have gotten more out of it if I'd read if I'd read the book. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the um, the uh, ever 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 ever's? I uh, you know. This, since this is the last episode of What the Fork, it's probably a good time to bury the hatchet uh, uh, about, you know, with, with Mark, Evan, whatever his name is. Uh, and, and to just say, I really enjoyed that. He, his, his whole performance is fantastic. He's an improv genius. His whole, like, catching himself smile and then turning it into a scowl and the eyebrow raise, just brilliant. Well done. See, I, I I thought that was um, flogging a horse that um, was pretty close to expiring, uh, and I, I has nothing to do with the fact that uh, our our rival host of the other Good Place <laughs> podcast, um, you know, who just happens to be on the show, uh, has nothing to do with that. I just thought it wasn't. It was it was childish. I. Well, that's the point, though. And it was one of the, see. It's it. I for this is this is how it breaks down. I enjoyed it. It was one of those jokes where it was funny, 
and then it got less funny, and then it moved back into funny again. Oh. And I like that kind of thing. That's why you uh, like Conan so much. I, I was just about to say, but in a different tone of voice. That's why I like Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and you, not so much. <laughs> yes, that's exactly why... I could take or leave Conan. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Hey, it's fine, man. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? I don't know. Really? Yeah. At one point, hundreds of bear me's ago, I turned off my ability to know what time it is anywhere in the... I forgot. I wanted to ask you what you thought about the where's the beef lady getting in. Oh, man. She deserves it. She has yeah. brought me joy and delight for... She brought <laughs> me joy and delight for, uh, for at least a year. Uh, you know, like... And by far has the beef? I mean, it's not... like As far as, like, uh, fast food spokespeople go, um, if there's anyone who's deserving of being in the good place, it is Clara Peller. Because Hamburger... Hamburger, Grimace, and Ron McDonald are all sons of bitches. <laughs> you know, I, I can see what you're saying about the Hamburglar and Ronald McDonald. Uh, he's a clown after all. Yeah. But Grimace, really? Yeah, he, I mean, he's really, he's really like, as far as the, the McDonald's gang goes, he really is like just the innocent, innocent bystander. Like he's, he's just, he's just. He's just going around being grimace yeah. and getting, you know, pulled into all sorts of shenanigans. I mean, but let's talk about the number of scandals that Mary McCheese has pulled under the McDonald administration. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> let's not. Let's let's <laughs> I know we don't want to talk about politics on this show. <laughs> That's right. It's a political show. But come on. Like, Mayor McCheese, just, just the shit he's pulled. Um, riddled with scandal. Yeah, just riddled with scandal, this guy. <laughs> uh, I just, I I can't abide by it. And he just, he just brought Ronald and, uh, and, Oh, and everyone along with him, but Grimace, Grimace stay pure, man. And, you know, I can't fault Grimace for that. You just tried to. I, I turned you around on the whole Grimace issue. Yeah, but then then my imagination ran wild. Um, and then um, I realized that there was more to this, uh, more to this <laughs> joke than... <laughs> Uh, Then I I, I realized, and um, I'm really proud of where it's gone, Um, even though that meant I had to change Kermis' backstory a little bit. Um, But, I mean... And it it just keeps getting funnier the more we talk about it. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) And I can't remember the other characters. Uh, I just remember Mary McCheese. Because that's what makes a joke great, is if you keep keep discussing it. Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep doing it because then I'll just be like Conan O'Brien. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> In the hands of Conan, that would have been gold. Yeah, but it's me, so. The <laughs> <laughs> universe, when you and I are together. I like not knowing. 
It's 10.42 a.m. Sorry, saying out loud that I didn't know something made me feel weird. <laughs> Man, I feel weird when I do know something. You and I are very different. Okay, gotta go meet my dad. I'm gonna try one more time. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, I'm freaking out, man. You got this, dog. One more play for all the marbles. I love you, and I believe in you. Thanks, Dad. Before we get into the into Madden, uh, I think that they did a pretty nice job decorating the stupid Knicks. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy the ATM machine nightstand. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Um, Stupid Nick's counter headboard. Um, yeah, with the with the the two stacks of the uh, of of the uh, wing buckets. Yeah, uh, you know they really classed it up. <laughs> it's a place I almost want to eat. <laughs> okay, here we go. Bortles gonna throw. Yes. tries, but you just played the perfect game of Madden. You did it! That's my boy. I did it. Janet? Hi there. Hi, Janet. I made dinner. You always make it for me, so this time I wanted to make it, and real talk, it didn't go great. <laughs> this is spaghetti. Now, I know it looks weird, but I bit off a chunk and actually is pretty bad. <laughs> also, I put out the forks and knives the way kings and queens do it, close to the plates. Also, uh oh. Oh, dip. Yeah. So, I need to talk to everyone. Should I ask them to come here? No, I. I had a better idea. Hello, you two. What fun meeting back here. Wow, you even restored it to the way it used to look. What inspired this, J-Dog? You get a hankering for frozen yogurt? (laughs) No, I have an announcement to make. I'm leaving, going through the door. Wow, are you sure? Yeah, I am. It's time. We thought the best move was to gather everyone together for a sort of farewell party. We're going to eat and drink, and there will be dancing. Fun. Whee! Okay, homies, you're sad. I can tell because you have the same looks on your faces that my teachers did whenever I raised my hand in class. But let's be happy. I'm going to DJ. We'll play EDM all night. Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> if there was ever a reason to be happy. About two things. <laughs> Yeah, now now she's sad for two reasons. Uh, <laughs> Janet's not knowing things. Uh, I, I I thought that was funny. I I, I liked mm-hmm. that. Uh, the uh, the I, really the the perfect game of Madden is how Jason decides that he's done. <laughs> Are you surprised? But it's the perfect game of man with Bortles. Sure. It took him how many tries? Like 230-something thousand? Do you know how shitty the Jaguars are? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, remember, I'm the one who surprises and shocks people when I have sports knowledge. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Still stings, man. <laughs> the one It'll be week. forever known as the uh, as as the uh, Bengals incident. Yeah, that's um, that's how I knew it was time to end it, man. <laughs> like. Right then and there, you knew that the show was going to be over in two episodes. Yeah, I just knew, like, two episodes later, like, it's it, it's done. Like, I have nothing left to teach Jared. <laughs> wow. Uh, the, the, how, how do you think that the spaghetti got into that puck situation? What, what amazes me is that he, like, he lives... In the good place, and he somehow managed to screw up spaghetti. It's well, he couldn't. I, I bet that there's you know there's a system that's worked out that even though there are multiple Janets, that when Jason summons, you know, says Janet, Janet, Janet shows up. Right. But so he wanted to make her the dinner, and not have, which meant not having any help from it from Janet. I just don't understand how you can mess up the simplest uh literally the simplest thing um that someone can make well okay so look at it this way he was basically trying to play the e chord of food (laughs) i'll take your word for it (laughs) it's it's super easy uh and they couldn't do it on their own (laughs) i'll take your word for it my man when did i didn't notice uh, until this time through, that Michael's not wearing bow ties anymore. When did he? When did he stop? Did he stop when he stopped being an architect? I think he stopped when he started smoking the ganja. I I think that's a one-time thing. I don't think Michael's on it all the time. Well, no, but like he learned to loosen up. <sighs> okay. I, I'm more satisfied with the idea that when he decided that uh, you know when he relented and stopped being an architect mm. that he was that he stopped wearing the but the he hasn't type. stopped being an architect he's the head dude but also like he's not designing tests or neighborhoods anymore that's though. true but at the same time have you not seen the Breakfast Club Anthony Michael Hall smokes weed once and all of a sudden he's the coolest kid in school and every he's friends with everyone. Maybe that happened to Michael. Fair enough. I all it's all explained to me now. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey there, Doug. Hi. And Bun? I, I feel my chicken. It's probably good you chose a young body. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that it wasn't Michael McKean. Yeah, but I mean... Just a little, because I like Michael McKean. But I, I like the fact that that he basically... Uh, he chooses his younger stoner body. <laughs> um, I'm sure Michael McKean's working with Harry and Christopher on another Spinal Tap album or something. He was actually probably filming uh, Better Call Saul. That could be true. I don't know. I've never seen that show. Oh, dude. Seriously? I know. Well, it took me forever. You have Netflix and eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's true. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Keep You're in mind welcome. it I, I just finished Breaking Bad like literally like two years ago. Okay. And I, I, I'm not seeing how this is making any more sense. That okay. means you could have easily And I just watched the El Camino movie like three weeks ago. Like a year I later. I still haven't watched that yet, actually. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I need to rewatch Breaking Bad, but I think Better Call Saul is is equally as good. That's that's right here. And you know what? One day I'm gonna watch it. But speaking of which, have you seen the preview for um You can stop right there. Okay, after I forgot you don't watch previews. I don't watch previews. I really, really want to because that you know that you're, I'm assuming you're talking about the new Bob Odenkirk movie. Yeah, um, it looks badass. Yeah, uh, but I just but I can't do how it. How do you know how badass it looks if you haven't watched still, the trailer? I saw a still of it as soon as I saw, um, you know, the picture of Bob Odenkirk looking like he'd had the shit beat out of him. I'm like, mm. that looks like a movie I want to see. Yeah. Okay. Well. It's a shame because I I get your opinion on something, but it doesn't matter. But you can't because I haven't seen the trailer. But I'm going to ruin it for you, okay? It literally looks like the long kiss. Why would you? It looks like the long kiss goodnight, dude. It looks like the. Have you? You're aware of this that movie, right? Samuel L. Jackson, Gina Davis. Yes, of course I'm aware of that movie. Except instead of Gina Davis, it's Bob Odenkirk and no Samuel L. Jackson. Um. I'm sure it's more original than that. I don't think Bob Odenkirk would do it otherwise. Well, yeah. I, I, what, what makes you think he's seen The Long Kiss Goodnight? Think about it, dude. Touche. So, I mean, it made its money back at the box office, and it's a personal favorite of yours, truly. But have you seen it? I saw it a really long time ago. Yeah. I, I haven't. Th- that movie came out at least twenty years ago, right? Right, and I'm pretty sure that Bob Odenkirk was doing Mr. Show back then. So you know, I'm pretty sure it's not his Netflix queue. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch that movie ahead of uh, ahead of that of the Odenkirk coming out. That way, I can have it fresh. Mm-hmm. Oh, see what I think. All right. Anyhow. How are you doing? I'm okay, Michael. That's a giant bucket of wings. How are you? Well, (laughs) I'm sad. And I know you're the most advanced being in the universe, but I feel like I need to tell you, it's okay if you're sad, too. I know. And I am a little, but also I know this is the right time for him to leave. I really am okay, I promise. Will you come talk to me if you're not? Always. How y'all doing tonight? Okay, homies, we got a real special treat. My old dance crew, Dance Dance Resolution, is here. Y'all ready to tear it up one last time?
Okay, so there's something about everyone's reaction to that that kind of bothers me. Because it wasn't good? No, like, they're just seemingly surprised that he is good at dancing. Like, that he can actually dance. Like, oh my gosh, Jason. tell if that was good or not. (laughs) It it looked good to me. Did it not look good to you? I couldn't tell. It just, it was a lot of moving around. I'm sure it's great. Well, but, I mean... That's what you do when you dance. You move around. I'm not sure if you're aware how it works, but um, like music plays. Are you kidding me? And and you Mr. Move your, rhythm. Yeah, and you move your feet um, to the rhythm, and um, you know it's supposed to look really cool. And I thought, I personally thought, would it be the rhythm of the night? I mean, I'm no jeez. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm no Barishnikov. <laughs> but I, yeah, you went Barishnikov. I was trying to take it to Miami Sound Machine. Well, I'm, and I'm no Gory Estefan either, my man. But you know what? I'm <laughs> few people are. Few people are. <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. It's okay. But it's just like <laughs> it's like they seem genuinely surprised that he's good at something. And like he's got like like he can be good at man. He can be good at well, He's good at things. Like, why is it such a surprise that he's good at things? He's good at man. He's got Molotovs. He's got some sweet moves. I didn't rec- I didn't register it as surprise. I thought there was some just genuine joy that they were seeing their friend up there mm. uh, doing his thing, and they were they were very happy. Yeah, uh, I didn't the way it, it. I didn't read any condescension or surprise in it. It just seemed like you know. They were, it seemed like they were happy for him. Yeah. Well, they should be because he's really good at that. But that's just me, man. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, 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 I like uh, Jason, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Michael and, and Janet's continued relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very, very sweet. They're like, they're like best friends. Like they've they've come through a lot of shit together. Yeah. Well, they've been through some shit, dude. They have. They've been they through have. shit. Oh, that was special. I'll never forget this night uh, until I walk through the door and dissolve into the universe. Can I ask you something, buddy? How did you know? Well, it wasn't like I heard a bell ring or anything. I just suddenly had this calm feeling, like the air inside my lungs was the same as the air outside my body. It was peaceful. You know the feeling when you think a jalapeno popper is going to be too hot, but you bite into it anyway, and it's actually the perfect temperature? Believe it or not, I do know that feeling. That feeling rules. Here you go. Can I get your advice on something? I'm scared Janet's gonna forget me. Her falling in love with someone else, I'm fine with that. Like if Jason Momoa or if Lara Croft Tomb Raider gets in and Janet's like, that's what's up. Totally cool, but her forgetting me would be sad. So I made her this. What do you guys think? It's lovely, but she's not gonna forget you, man. I mean. She, she literally can't. She remembers everything that ever happened. Even if she could forget someone, I don't think she's going to forget you. 
Thanks. When I had Jason, I was 18 years old. In many ways, Jason raised me just as much as I raised him. So thanks for being a great dad, son. I love you, dad. <laughs> Jason is the realest dude ever. I mean, none of us are real anymore. We're all just Caspers the ghosts and whatnot, which is funny because me and Jason ain't even white. <laughs> Why all ghosts white? Oh, dip. A ghost race. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I love you, dog. You're my hero. You're my best friend. And you're my Gardner Minshew. Who is? What's that last thing? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you know who Gardner Minshew is? I have no idea what I. 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 You know, paused that when it happened. The oh, first he's time a quarterback. Um, he's the um. Jaguars well, new. So how 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 did you not know that you were so you're supposed to come in on the sports questions? Yeah, but um, I don't follow the Jaguars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is he is the Jaguars' current quarterback. Uh, okay, well, so, so that that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, but uh, but Pillboy was was dropping some some deep shit. Yeah, I mean, are ghosts racist? They are all white. Why are all ghosts white? I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, the only racist ghost. It's I, something that people need to consider. I mean, the only racist ghosts I know are in um, Lincoln and the Bardo. Um, and uh, do you think Pillboy read that classic book by um, uh, George Saunders? By George Saunders. It seems unlikely. Um, I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, sell Pillboy short, but, I mean, it's possible. But It seems unlikely. Okay. First of eternity. Mm-hmm. I made you something. Ah, oh, dip. I lost it. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's not. I made you this cool thing so you remember me, even when you're married to Aquaman. And I <laughs> lost it somewhere in this forest. Some magical squirrel probably ate it. Jason, it's okay. I'm never going to forget you. In fact, to me, you won't even really be gone. I don't experience time the same way you do. I kind of live all times at once. I know what you mean. Once I smoked salvia and saw the past and the future at the same time. Then I tried to brush my teeth with my cat. (laughs) To me, remembering moments with you is the same as living in them. Can you just remember the happy times and forget the bad stuff? There was no bad stuff. It was all good. 
Do you not find it poetic that the gate is in the redwoods? I, I do. Uh, I also thought it interesting that it's in the shape of an arch. And so, of course, I'm thinking, is that a reference to the holodeck in Star Trek The Next Generation? Because anytime they wanted a door to open in the holodeck, they had to say arch. Maybe it is. Look at you. Bring in the knowledge. Bring in that sweet, sweet nerd knowledge <laughs> that everyone looks for in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anyway. going where no podcast has gone before. <laughs> uh, let's get to the Offerman. Oh, these spindles are gorgeous. And there's almost a feeling of musculature to this transition. The oak just sort of told me the shape before I even got to the spoke shape. This underbevel is a great trick. It really makes it feel lighter while leaving you plenty of beef to carve. It's really just a modified Danish line. Still, you made it your own. This is as good a chair as I've seen. I have nothing left to teach you. Oh, hurrah! Thank you. <laughs> Janet! Hi there. Call up the list, please. Congratulations. <laughs> Actually, I just finished repaving my driveway yesterday, so cross that one off too. Before you start your next project, you should know that thing that you asked me to tell you when it happened, it happened. I mean, I've got to go back and see what else is there. Oh, I can so, tell you the one that spoke to me. I, I, did, uh, I did the work um, of going through over the list. And uh, the one that spoke to me uh, was number 9361, which is... Well, so, so for our, our, our listeners, let's yeah. just run through the list real quick. We only see uh, about 10, I think, here. Yeah. It's uh, number 9358 through 9369, which means mm. that she has done... Ninety-three thousand five, you know, nine, nine, I'm sorry, nine thousand three hundred fifty-seven other things on the to-do list already. Right. Leading up to this, but land a triple axle, solve the what pawn pawn carré conjecture. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Um, perform il dolce sogno from Lucia. I'm assuming that's an opera of some sort. Uh, burp the alphabet. That's that yeah. Was, that's the one great. I wrote down. Is that the one that caught your eye? That's <laughs> the, the one that caught my the eye. Alphabet sounds great. Uh, become a master woodworker. Learn how to repave a driveway. She still has to break Graham Gooch's record for 456 runs in a single test. No idea what that is referencing. Um, master conducting an orchestra. Master conducting a train. Beat NBA Jam on All Star, free solo on the Colossus of Rhodes, and and fix the Jesus fresco that lady messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's wow. uh, yeah, it, and of course it's ambitious stuff. Yeah, and of course, um, I do remember. Here's what I remember uh, is that. Literally two months before this came out, um, I had interviewed, um, uh, I had interviewed, you know, um, 
Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. And we I'll talked about <laughs> the good place. And he did not lay on that he was in the finale. It's because he's a professional. He's a goddamn professional. He is. He is. <laughs> Dan, yeah. Uh, he can keep a secret. Like He, he can. Like John he's Favreau. Just, I mean, he can keep a secret. I want to hang with... <laughs> Um, I oh, let's not get into the Mandalorian. No, no, probably some people who haven't seen it. That's what I do. I left it there. Mandalorian. I left it there. You're the one who's ruining it, dude. I'm not ruining shit. I'm saying at some point we need to talk the Mandalorian. Well, just not not now. This is the last episode, dude. If you want to talk, oh, dip. <laughs> no, <laughs> keep the secret until we're done with the show. Oh dear! Um, like, are we gonna like? What if we? Hey, what if we did something else? Like after this is over? Don't don't give away the surprise. I'm be, not. Be, I'm not giving be away the offerman. Be the offerman. I am. <laughs> anyway, but I, I so I was. Uh, Listening to, um, have you ever listened to the Talk House podcast? No, um, but uh, it's funny. A friend of mine uh, uh, kind of co-hosts it uh, sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I just listened to, to the episode where where uh, Nick Offerman is interviewing Jeff Tweedy. It was pretty great. Oh, uh-huh. because you know they're married, right? Yeah, I do. I know, yeah. and. Uh, if you had read uh, the Nick Offerman interview uh, that I did back in uh, last November, last mm-hmm. year, it seems like ages ago. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a whole different time. Yeah, but uh, you do know that uh, I did reveal that um, that him and Jeff Twee uh, wrote a song, and that him and George Saunders and uh, Twee like ran around like a you know like a couple of. Uh, like if, they're like best friends. Yeah, they're all like best friends. Yeah. Because that's what I do, man. I mm-hmm. I find out these things because I'm a journalist. Oh, okay there, buddy. <laughs> so there'll be a little... Oh, because I think I might have skipped past it. Uh, the thing that Tahani had asked Janet to tell her when it happened is that her parents are, are now in the good place. Yeah. Different, right? One would hope. Oh, I've never had lunch with mum and dad. I've only ever stood silently behind their chairs while they ate lobster tail with Oscar de la Renta. I'm right here. We will get through this together. Here we go. <clears throat> Mother! Father! Welcome to... My darlings! My darlings! Oh, oh my little girls. We love you both so much. Oh, very much. We have a million things to talk to you about. But first, we are sorry. We'll just be endlessly sorry forever and ever. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. I know. So they're playing croquet, watching Home Alone. Like a family. It looks very nice. 
painting things like Bob time Ross. And just teddy bears and flowers. <laughs> you think they'd understand that we can get these things ourselves if we want? Ooh. Oh, that's lovely. Thanks. You know, I never thought I would say this, but I'm getting a little bored of mom and dad telling us how much they love us. <laughs> yes. Isn't that something? as a surprise to any of you, but I'm ready to go. Ah, oh, nuts. I knew it. You finished everything on your list? I did. I learned how to install a bathtub, fly a <laughs> helicopter, defuse a bomb, deliver the perfect backhand slice. My last goal was to spend one meaningful day with my parents. Now I've spent thousands of them. I feel complete. Would you like me to prepare a farewell party for you? No need. I've done it myself. I've cooked all the food, mixed all the drinks, made all the furniture, repainted all the walls, and trained all the animals. Champagne? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Panda. Also, That's I've a panda already... Bear. I want a fucking panda butler. A <laughs> panda butler. Um, I did write something down at this point. Um, that I do love the fact that her parents uh, are making up for lost time. Uh, they're trying. They're trying to. Do you, um, I'm almost afraid to ask, but do you? Did you find that like, um, did you find that happen with with your mom and your dad or anything like when after you'd grown up? Like, well, I I think I've talked about it on the show before. I haven't seen my dad uh, in about thirty years. I'm pretty sure he's dead. So mm-hmm. no to him, uh, but. My my mom and I have a pretty strong relationship. I think we've we've gotten through uh, or worked through uh, issues. So, um, you know, it's it's good. Yeah. What about you? I I feel like my dad has has made attempts uh, to do that, <laughs> um, and I I, I applaud it. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Um, I think everyone does. I think everyone's like, oh, oh, dip. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it's like the can, the Crail syndrome. Like, oh, dip. Like, I, I get to hang out with my kid and then I realize that their kid's got, you know, you know, the kid's homesick with the flu, but it was sure nice talking to you, dad. <laughs> it was sure nice talking to you. I think if you can manage it, that as an adult is when you can go ahead and and repair whatever issues that you may have with your parents. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you have to be okay in certain circumstances with if they've caused too much much trauma, that there may be an irreparable um, rift, that it just may never be something that you can fix. And I I definitely have, um, I mean, if... If tomorrow my, I were to get a call from my dad saying that he wanted to, uh, you know, to try to make amends or something, the answer would be no. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that it, there's something to be said for uh, recognizing that a, a relationship has has caused caused irreparable damage, and uh, that that um, that. It's a toxic situation, and it's better for you to protect yourself to not 
uh, you know, try to get re-en- uh, re-engaged with them. Yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely never going to be the person who says, well, you should always work things out with your parents because I just don't think that's the case. Oh, yeah. I And uh, you're... You, when we're recording this, this is the, I, the night. Uh, this is the day before my mom died, uh, and I would have liked to have spent more time with my mom and maybe repair, you know, some of the toxic, you know, the the distance between us. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know what. But I can't. But what I do like about this plot line. It just kind of emphasize like what this kind of emphasize this point of the last episode that being in the good place it's about having time and yes. like they're using their time to like that extra time to repair that relationship uh um her parents are trying to repair that relationship between Tahani and her sister um and that's why I think is just really sweet um that yes they yeah. can. Like they can get teddy bears on their own, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that they're doing it for them. Like that's what's really sweet about it. I don't know, just. I mean, and they've they've had thousands of days to work on it, so yeah. you know, given that much time, it's it's certainly possible. But I, I don't know. I think in re I think in reality, the the kind of damage that they you know they caused to the relationship between Tahani and her sister and just her own personal issues, that would be a lot to overcome. Yeah. But I mean, bravo, I guess. I mean, this is a, this is a bond. Yeah, I, that... I suppose that goes into, into the column of good for them. Yeah. Also, it is a sitcom. We yeah. can't expect that to be like a, uh, you know, <laughs> more I think, realistic, I guess. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. It could have been, um, like a Dr. Phil type thing, like <laughs> now. Well, you know, to to be fair, they did cram a lot into fifty minutes. It did not feel like a fifty minute episode at any point. Yeah. Um, so they 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 definitely there's not much more they could have milked out of it. I don't think. Yeah. Say goodbye to everyone else in my life: my sister, my parents, B and J. Took it. Very hard. <laughs> Tonight, it's just us. I hate to tell you this, but your risotto is a little sticky. Was it? No, damn it. It was amazing. <laughs> just trying to figure out a way to get you to hang around for a few more baramies. Can I tell you something? You were my role model. Come on. I'm serious. Babe, you were already the most impressive person I ever met, and now you can do literally everything. If that's true, it's because you inspired me. I admire you so very much. Your strength, your toughness, your self-esteem, not to mention you have a rockin' bod. (laughs) Did you just turn the tables on me? I got nothing left to teach you. (laughs) Janet, hi there. One more goal to add to the list, please. Now cross it off. (laughs) 
I know we already said goodbye. I'm not. Okay, so I... So I, that final tally was 11,338 things on her list. Right, but um, did you see what 11,336 was? Uh, no, I missed it. Um, finish Infinite Jest. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even here. I just had to see you one last time because I hooked up with Alexander the Great. Oh. And it was more like Alexander the Fine. Oh. <laughs> okay, anyway, I love you. I love you. Goodbye forever. Bye, love. Bye. <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I admire your breadth of knowledge. I can only do one thing, be an architect. I've spent the last 500 baramies trying to learn how to play the guitar, and I just mastered Hey There, Delilah. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short, Michael. I dare say you're the greatest architect in existence, and I should know. Frank, Frank Gay is, is my godfather. godfather. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what enough. happened to Big Ben? <laughs> She's had many godparents. Yes. Just many godparents. You had to point that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Tony, I'm going to miss you, babe. Wait. I don't want to leave. Great. Then stay. New party, everyone. Uh, A staying party. No, no, I I also don't want to stay. I'm done here, but I don't want to go there. It's kind of your only options. (laughs) No, they aren't. I want to learn to do what you do, Michael. I want to be an architect. Design afterlives. (laughs) Tony. You're, you're a wonderful person, but you're a person. It's impossible. Nonsense. I can learn just like I learned all this other stuff. I've spent most of my life pretending to help people. If I were an architect, I could do it for real. Let me at least try. Don't make me talk to your manager. <laughs> oh! That's my girl! Oh. Hey, Jeff. Boy, kind of kept me away from you here, huh? Yeah. I love frogs, though, so it's awesome. I did bring you one. Oh, thanks, Tahani. Just toss it on the pile. Hang on, hang on. So you can never tell a woman... It's sad he's losing his enthusiasm to... to, uh, for frogs. Yeah. While you have it paused, there is something I do kind of want to bring up here. Um, The fact that Brent still isn't in the good place? Yeah. (laughs) He's still testing? He's still testing. (laughs) So uh, he's so terrible. That's all. That that what you wanted to point out that he's still testing and that he's so terrible. Yeah, the things that I said. That's all I wanted to do. You pointed it out for me. You did my job. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> to smile. What if she'd legitimately be prettier if she smiled? Aren't I helping her? Glenn, needy. This is your new intern, Tahani. Tahani. I, I haven't seen you since I was exploded into goo. I didn't get any knee on you, did I? <laughs> you did, but it's all goo under the bridge. Anyway, I want to learn everything. I shall start at the bottom and earn my way up. To wit, would anyone like a cup of antimatter? Sure. I take mine with non-dairy neutrinos. Coming huh. right up. Thank you, Michael, for everything. You're welcome. Brought you a little first day on the job present. <laughs> Once you're a big deal around here, I hope you don't mind if I brag about knowing you. 
Name dropping's a little gauche, Michael. <laughs> Do as you must. That is a pretty awesome bow tie. It is. This is um. Is it a uh? What's that design? Is it a a peacock? That's a peacock. Okay. Speaking of which, you can watch all these episodes. Uh, peacock. On the peacock. On the peacock. It's there. Oh, <laughs> peacocking. <laughs> I you know I haven't. So many of the things that I was going to watch on the peacock are now on. Prime, so I haven't gone back to it for quite some time. And apparently in so long that they sent me an email saying, hey, it's been a while since you've been on Peacock. Since you peacocked? Yep. Yeah. We um we started uh we were we started uh peacocking the new say by the bell, but only a certain number of episodes are free. And then oh, really? you got chip in a few shekels so you can peacock the rest. I wouldn't pay for that shit. I have no interest. I it's that's the thing. I started the same thing with Brave New World. You have to. um, Oh really? That's how they get you. Yeah, you only get to watch three episodes of um, of um, of bad science fiction orgies, and if you want to watch (laughs) the rest of the orgies, you gotta chip in a few shekels so you can peacock the rest. Well, you just sold me on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) you're welcome. but uh yeah but uh and then the office when it starts um on the when it starts in the peacock mm-hmm. you got it's gonna be all under the paywall oh really yeah so you got i'm glad i watched it all before it went off of netflix yep so if you're gonna peacock the office you gotta chip in a few shekels good to know yeah there you go good to know so we won't be uh so just so you know, uh, not to ruin the surprise or anything, but we're not going to be doing an office podcast. <laughs> we're going, to be going into the office. Yeah, we're not going to be going into. Uh, we're not going to start the Dundies, an office podcast, <laughs> um, because um, I'm not paying for the peacock. <laughs> no. 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 Working out the terms of moral justification is an unending task. Boom! I did it! It only took me 2,000 baramies, but I finally finished that book. Ha ha, sucker! Reading <laughs> you is an unending task, but I friggin' did it! Well, congrats, babe. Thanks. What are you reading? The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> After a thousand lifetimes of reading the most difficult writings in the world, I've acquired a new passion. Garbage books. Hey, do you think I would have been a good symbologist if that were a real job? Yes, I do. You're very cute. Come on, we gotta go to dinner. Oh. Uh, so it all comes back to Scanlan. It's uh, you know, it's the the book that started it all. Uh, yeah. Did you read the Da Vinci Code? No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I didn't either. I was just. But uh, I've seen the movie. I haven't it's, seen the movie. Oh, uh, the movie's awful. Um, I mean, it's a Ryan Howard joint. How, how uh, the man peaked at Apollo thirteen. Uh, uh, well, yeah, uh, that w- that was a good one. I was gonna say uh, Splash, but you know, <laughs> Frost Nixon's and Frost Nixon's really good. Um, 
Uh, he's made some fine films. Yeah. He's also made some films that are that are terrible. Yeah, I think um, I think Frost Nixon is merely a blip on what's been a pretty um, striking downward trajectory. And as much as my father and my in-laws tell me that I need to watch Hillbilly Elegy, I, I absolutely freaking refuse. I yeah, I don't have any interest in it. There's even though I like. Um, Glenn Close. I like Amy Adams. I, I'm not, I'm just not interested. Yeah. Do you um? While we got paused, there's something I kind of want to bring up here. Yes, I think you would make a good symbologist. Thank you, but does mm-hmm. I know that doesn't? Oh, exist. that's not it. That I know it doesn't <laughs> exist. You know why? Because I googled <laughs> it just now. Um, <laughs> no. Um, have you seen Boyhood? No, I own Boyhood, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Um, well, I'm almost sad that I brought it up because I, I'm gonna kind of. Anyway, it's just no. Don't spoil it. I'm not really spoiling anything, but you are aware of the concept of the movie, right? Like it's seven years um, of it was filmed like seven years. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm aware. It, yeah. it follows them in real time, basically. Right, but in the seventh year, it everything that happens kind of gets tied up in a nice little bow, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what's happening here. Like people are kind of showing up here and there, and it's kind of it, it's kind of brilliant the way Michael Shore does it here. Like everything just kind of is getting tied up in in the last show, it mm-hmm. comes off like um, I thought it came off kind of clumsy in Boyhood, um, but really it's coming up. Really, but that's kind of what this reminds me of is like the last vignette in Boyhood. Um, like, I really like Linklater, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't always stick the landing. He, but. Boyhood's still like one of my favorite movies, and it's probably, as far as Linklater goes, um, it's probably number. You think two. it's one of the best? Yeah, it's probably oh, really? number two for me. Um. Uh, but uh, uh, and I did watch Where'd You Go, Burned It, and God, what a stinker, dude! Oh yeah, I that was one that I really didn't have any interest in seeing. Yeah, it's um, it just. It just seems like every once in a while, Linklater has to throw in a popcorn flick so that he can make one of his philosophical films. Well, I mean, I always, I, I think he, he, I think he sincerely wanted to make like a school rock movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I really like that movie. And yeah, it's all right. And I, I've never seen his Bad News Bears. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it either. But, I mean, maybe he did do that for, you know, so he could make Boyhood, <laughs> you know, so he could... Or or whatever his, yeah, his next project is. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, I, there's always some, I always feel like there's some joy in what he gets to do, even if it's, you know, not of his typical... His not typical, you mm-hmm. know, thing. Like he can't make waking life every time. Uh, right. 
Yeah. But I think he can... Um, but where'd you go, Bernadette? It's just... What? It's just... It's a stinker. Just dude. a flaming turd? It's just... Yeah, it's just a... Yeah, it's kind of a turd. It's just... It goes nowhere. Even when it goes to Antarctica, it goes nowhere. That's <laughs> um, a, a good thing I didn't care about that film at all. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I might be upset that you spoiled something. <laughs> now but, streaming uh, on Hulu. <laughs> I cannot believe she learned to cook this well. When I first met Tahani on Earth, she was trying to shove jewelry into a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if she is an architect, then she should design my idea. A karaoke room that's also a tanning bed. Ooh, yes! And like the harder you commit to the song, like the tanner you get. <laughs> I gotta say, I am so glad that going. That sounded like a terrible idea to me. <laughs> Just the whole thing. I'm not a, a big fan of karaoke, and clearly, I'm not a fan of tanning either. So, well, obviously, I, I've yeah, I've seen you uh, before COVID. You're, you're, if you were any whiter, you'd be clear. <laughs> I do tan nicely though. If I if I spend a little time on the beach, you know the the uh, uh, the 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 it's it's a good tan yeah i I mean i i think i you know i think i uh sum up really well uh i am i do have um i am like a percent or two of native american so i i really burn um and i i tan up really well um because of that um but uh yeah i i mean and plus, you know, I got a rock and bod, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> was somebody? Did I hear somebody else laughing at that? No, no, that was okay. probably me laughing at it because okay, uh, it came out of my mouth. <laughs> that's that's not something I say. <laughs> Going through the system did not totally change you to ding dongs. <laughs> oh, for dessert. We have to get the tiramisu. Man, Agonye, just casually making choices. I never thought I'd live to see it. I mean, I guess I didn't. Oh, that's right. Oh, snap. That was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to see them. Every time we do it, it's fun. I had coffee with my mom the other day, and she says hi. But she also finally learned how to pronounce your mom's name. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They were they were joking about that last time we saw them. Mm. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah. Shakespeare went through the door. Really? Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's probably for the best. His last four thousand plays were not nearly as good as the ones he wrote on Earth. I mean, did you see the Tempest too? Here we blow again. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Do you mind if we go home? I'm tired. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get ready for bed. Cool. I'm gonna take a little stroll. I'll see you in a bit. Okay. Dude! Oh, hey, perfect. Are these good lyrics? 
Psychedelic stardust and moonbeam banana. No, stop. That's terrible. And we got a problem. I think Chidi's gonna leave. Really? Did he say he was ready? So, quick note. He, he didn't say exactly that, but he's the getting picture close. Doug I can tell. I am. Is now uh-huh. Team Cockroach. Yes. Yeah. On the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Just need to point that out. We need to do something to shake things up, you know? Light a spark. Oh! Janet? Hi there. Hi. Um, I think Chidi's almost ready to walk through the door, and I need to keep him here. So, um, can you make me a bed shaped like a giant highlighter and like a sexy, edible valedictorian robe? No, I think this calls for something spiritual. Uh, I, I just want to note that I think that's, uh, that's actually a pretty good idea. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, okay, but if I do this right, my man's going to be talking to God. You know what I mean? Wait, what do you mean? Forgive me, Eleanor, but if Chidi's ready to go, it's time for him to go. Ah, uh, he didn't say that yet, though. We're, we're in classic Chidi gray area. You yet. need to remind him of what's great about this place. Oh, oh, remember where he took us like the first month we were all together? Oh, great idea. Yes, Janet, set the scene. Okay, would you like it restored to its original glory? No. The first time he went, he was in college. Have it look and feel exactly like it was that day when he fell in love with it. Also, pack me the edible robe. That might seal the deal. <laughs> okay, you're all set. Hey, guess what? Surprise trip. Come on. Surprise trip? Now? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I want to amend that. Because the edible robe, that's a lot of edible. Yeah, like... An entire robe. I, I mean, even if it's a small robe, uh, it, it's it's a lot. I mean, you would know you're wearing one right now. It's not edible. No, but you know how much robe goes in the robe. This is a lot of robe. Yeah, it's a very comfy, comfy robe. It's very filling. I'm sure. If if I could, if I would edible. just wear it. I would wear it out. Yeah, uh, it's the old country uh, buffet no, not, of robes. If, no, I'm just saying in. I don't want to sully, do not sully the robe by, um, uh, you know, talking about it being an edible thing. It's a, it's a robe of comfort. It's, uh, it's, it's warm. It's, it's, uh, uh, I'm going to stop talking about the robe. Special fun trip, just us two. Let's go. Can I change out of my pajamas first? Let the door do it. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay. Oh, man, Eleanor. Right? We haven't been here in so long. Athens. Man, this city, it takes my breath away every time. Talk it out, bud. Tell me everything you know about this place. Because, full disclosure, I didn't really listen the first time you told me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the Acropolis. Oh, and, and this is the Penix. Thousands of Athenians would gather here and listen to people discuss their city and its laws from... That stage, right there. This is literally where democracy started. Well, that's fine and dandy, but as you may know, I'm kind of a philosophy gal. Where were the big brains hanging out? (laughs) Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, Diogenes, they all gathered right here in the Agora. It was like the Avengers, but for super thinkers. (laughs) Oh, come on, you brought me here. You knew what was gonna happen. No, I love that you're so happy. Hey, let me ask you something. 
Is it weird that when I picture ancient Greeks, I make them really hot? Like, to me, Aristotle is basically John Stamos with a beard. Honestly, that's kind of how I picture him, too. Good, same page. <laughs> to point out that they could do ancient Greece but they never got fire did they actually go or is this a set it looks like they did and I mean that in in itself and they couldn't get fire right (laughs) I'm gonna while we're continuing on um, I'm gonna go ahead and look this up what's this called again Kaluri Kaluri and I lived on these when I was here. I like to picture a young Chidi Anagonye here, reading, nerding out, treating himself to a Kaluri if he had an astute insight into Aristotelian virtue ethics. Oh, that is accurate. That is an <laughs> accurate picture of 20-year-old me. This was so special. Thank you. Should we head home? Nope, because... We're not done yet. There's more special trip. Janet, hi there. You enjoying your trip, Chidi? Yes, we are, uh, but it's not over yet. We are ready to head to destination number two, remember? Yes, of course. Head right this way. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Paris. Yes, Paris, obviously. My favorite city. And you even picked the ideal weather. Did you see that the chlorine changed to chili? Perfect for staying inside and reading. Is this what you were hinting to me? I was thinking Six Flags, but this is way better. (laughs) I used to come to this cafe every day when I lived here. I tried to sit in a different seat each time so I could eventually say that I definitely sat in the exact same place as Jean Paul Sartre, Simone de Beauvoir, Richard Wright. Brecht, James Baldwin. Well, we got all the time in the world now, baby. Put that booty in a seat warmed by history. Eleanor, I know what you're doing. Being the best eternal girlfriend ever, guilty. Let's take a walk. So, Eleanor, here it is. I love you completely and utterly oh crap but i have to go but you don't though you don't have to go you don't have to leave me i i don't want to leave you i'm just ready to leave i have the same feeling that the others described a a kind of quietude in my soul but we just had it what if those other dummies didn't wait long enough and the feeling fades and you get to spend another billion baramies in fake afterlife Europe with your kick-ass girlfriend? I didn't just have it. I've had it a long time. Remember that day we were with our parents? My mom kissed you goodbye and got lipstick on your cheek and your mom rubbed it off. I don't know why that was it, but that was it. And I didn't want to tell you because, because. No, man, this can't be. Because Jason's gone, Tahani's off doing her thing, and I'm not ready to go. So if you leave, then I'm alone here. 
I was alone my whole life. And I told myself I like it that way, but I don't. I like being with you. Okay, I won't go. Really? Yeah, I won't go. There's, there's still plenty to do. I'll stay. <laughs> Who's ready for Six Flags? Oh, we're good. We got it. He's gonna stay. Okay. Okay. They did. Did we find the same article? No, they, no. I haven't been searching. Um, you go on with your oh. article. I, I stopped here for a reason. <laughs> so, oh, I thought I hit pause. Anyway, the um, the answer is that they did film. Uh, I found, so, on something called Insider. I, I, I have never been to this thing before. Um, it's called the Internet, there's, Are you familiar uh, with it? Are you familiar with the internet? I am familiar with the internet. I just have never been on Insider. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's got an article uh, called 18 Details You Might Have Missed in the Good Place series finale. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's one of them. You know, some of them we've caught already, that it was Nick Offerman playing himself. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we, we missed that. <laughs> how we would have missed I that I said one. that we... Yeah, well, and the philosophers, so those are there. Mm-hmm. But then I thought this was interesting. Uh, Jeff the Doorman had 322 frogs at the start of the episode. The number 322 appeared throughout The Good Place as a, quote, dumb reference to a secret society at Yale. Oh. Um, so, yeah, apparently uh, the first occurrence of it was uh, Michael mentioning that Eleanor's Good Place neighborhood uh, had 322 residents. Okay. And it's a uh, Michael Shore said that it's a dumb reference to the skull and bones thing that uh, that secret society at Yale were for some reason that number is significant to them. Oh. Um. So it's just one of those mystical numbers that pops up in a bunch of Reddit threads. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Jason's Perfect Game of Madden also referenced the Fibonacci sequence, which has cropped up throughout the previous episodes of The Good Place. Um, let's see. when. Uh, so what it, it says, when first sitting down to write season one, Shore knew that shows like ABC's Lost had used iconic number sequences to imbue extra layers of meaning in scenes. So he, uh, so he picked the beginning digits of the Fibonacci sequence, one, two, three, five, eight, as the Good Place neighborhood's ID number. We've asked that before. What yeah. significance did the number have? It's the beginning of the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. So, oh, and the finally, fib- um, that's the, the total number of yards that... Um, um, uh, the total number of passing yards. Yeah, yeah. the total number of passing yards uh, that uh, Boyles does in, uh, in, in, Madden. in Jason's Madden game. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, and so and this had the pillboy calling Jason his his uh, Gardner Minshew yeah. thing that that had that in there. Uh, Jason has a had a wave on his shirt when he headed to the final door, which is likely a nice nod to the way Chi described uh, uh, describes death later. Ah, uh. I didn't catch this, but apparently, Trevor, the Adam Scott demon. Yeah. When when they go to visit um 
the 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 hub um with Tahani it's uh he's flying in the background. Oh. I did not so, know that. Neither did I. That was one I missed. Okay. I didn't know this either. I just thought it was a nice bow tie. Apparently, the bow tie that Michael gives to Honey is the same one he wore on his first day as the Bad Place architect. That, that I knew. You knew that? I, Why didn't you mention it? Because I thought you knew. Well, but what if nobody listening knew? <laughs> well, nobody listening can see the bow tie. We described it. We did. I, I, if you knew that, as a, as a podcast co-host, I'm calling you out that you should have... Uh, you should have said something. Well, you know what? It's the last episode. You don't have to worry about me as your co-host of this podcast anymore. <laughs> I'm calling you out. So it's all on the open now. You want to get rid of me? You don't want to do this podcast anymore? Well, guess what? It's done. This is the last episode. <laughs> okay. So yes, not only did they go to, to Greece um, and France to film those scenes for the finale, uh, when location scouting, Sure and the team realized there was a stretch of road that looked very similar to the cobblestone street in the fake Good Place neighborhood from seasons one and two. So they shot there on purpose because it looked like the neighborhood. Um, let's see. Uh, we caught the croissant. And... Okay. That's... that's the. That brings us up to where we are. Okay. Well, there's something I need to mention. Just Oh, yeah, because you paused it. Yeah, because I paused it. There yeah, are some things I have to say. They must see, yeah. I, and I think they're very important. But, you know, whatever, man. Now that, you know. Clearly, they're not bow tie related. No, they're not. This isn't bow tie replay. But I do, I do remember watching this the first time inside uh, the Elmo. Uh, draft house in Tempe back mm-hmm. when we could go see movies um, and and have live podcasts yeah and have live podcasts <laughs> and eat and you know all the things that we wouldn't be able to do again uh, after this day mm-hmm. um, but I do remember hating this part of the episode uh, simply because it just made Eleanor seem terribly needy um yeah, but it also, I mean, as we're about to see, it also brings her to a, a self-realization. Yes. Something very important. I it right. I could see why it would be bothersome, mm-hmm. but I, I think the payoff is, is good. Right, and that's why I'm signing up for the payoff. So, oh. yeah, see, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm playing the seed. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I... I See what I did here? I'm planting the seed. I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what you I did there? planted the good seed. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, uh, that's, you know, but, you know, that's kind of what makes me a good co-host. But, you know, whatever, dude. You know, it's. <laughs> Maybe you earn some, back some of your bow tie points. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's what the kids in the business call foreshadowing. <laughs> is that is that what the kids say? It's what the kids say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Turn into birds and fly to Notre Dame? 
stand at the top of the Eiffel Tower and throw water balloons onto imaginary tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Okay, well, let's freshen up, have dinner at some schmancy restaurant, order a million dollar bottle of wine, even though it tastes exactly like cheap, stupid wine, and sit in a room <laughs> at the George Sonk and watch Real Housewives of whatever city they're doing that in now. Love it. I'm gonna walk around my old neighborhood, see where I used to live, meet you at the restaurant? Yeah. on the menu. Literally anything you could possibly imagine. <laughs> what are you thinking? Working out the terms of moral justification is an unending task. That's what I was thinking about. That sentence. You want to eat that sentence for dinner? Convenient <laughs> words? Because I asked Janet about it. No, no. It's the last line of Scanlon's book. Remember? Ah. The whole book is about how we should try to find rules other people can't reasonably reject, and then he ends it by saying, the search for how to find those rules will go on forever. I proposed a rule. The Cheaties shouldn't be allowed to leave because it would make Eleanor sad, and I could do this forever. Zip you around the universe, showing you cool stuff, and I'd still never find the justification for getting you to stay. Because it's a selfish rule. I owe it to you to let you go. And that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. She learned. This is why, and this is why I love this show. I mean, yeah. they tied it, it, they brought it all back to, to what we owe to each other. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, it's uh, it's really really well done. I got nothing else to say other than bravo, Michael Shore. Mm-hmm. I was never good at being sad. Partly because my mom straight up told me not to be. But this is sad, man. You got a John Locke quote or a piece of Kantian wisdom you can throw at me? Those guys were more focused on rules and regulations. For spiritual stuff, you gotta turn to the East. I'll take anything you got. Hit me. Picture a wave. In the ocean. You, know, you can see it, measure it, its height, the way the sunlight refracts when it passes through, and it's there, and you can see it, you know what it is, it's a wave. And then it crashes on the shore, and it's gone. But the water is still there. The wave was just a 
in a different way for the water to be for a little while. That's one conception of death for a Buddhist. The wave returns to the ocean. Where it came from. And where it's supposed to be. Not bad, Buddhists. Not bad. <laughs> None of this is bad. I need you to do me one last favor. Mm -hmm. Say goodbye to me now and leave before I wake up. So Chidi left, and uh, he left a present for Eleanor, which is <laughs> a Jeremy Barry calendar. Yep. Uh, with with Chidi in various outfits that uh, Eleanor enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> so as the mailman, as a wrestler, well, I, probably a librarian or something. Yeah. Um. um two things I kind of want to point out here. Uh, um, excuse me, I'm just enjoying this tender moment. It was a, it was really yeah it was yeah. Um, tugged tugged at the heartstrings yeah the um the line none of this is bad uh, that mm -hmm. is my favorite line uh, in this episode that I remember writing that down um, yeah uh, when I watched uh, when we watched this the first time um and I thought it would carry me uh, that would carry me through the whole year. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> um, oh, poor, naive, unknowing Jason. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a really because it, 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 it can mean anything. It just like how all the stuff, all the BS is supposed to learn how no, to I get mean, you better. Uh, you know, it, well, and, it's you know there. Their love for each other is not bad. Their their time together, not bad. Even recognizing that it's time to move on is not bad, which I think is the most important part of that, actually. You know, that, that all of the good things are not bad, and even the things that may seem bad are not bad, mm -hmm. uh, such as the, the recognition that, that it's, time to, it's time to let go. It's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even yeah. that is good in its own way, even even if it hurts, even if it's sad for a while, um, um, that it's, it's that it's a good sad, mm -hmm. and it will make us better people. Yes. Um, so yeah. the sad makes us better. Um, sad is okay. You gotta yeah. you gotta feel the sad. Yep. So it's the sad stuff that makes the good stuff good. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing I wanted to point out 
in the Jeremy Barramy calendar, there is a brown where Thursday would be. There is a, <laughs> a dot. <laughs> well, because it's sometimes Thursdays. Yeah. And yep. it's the dot that, you know, that it's going to break you. <laughs> it's That's what's going to break you. It's, it's going to break you, man. It's. I, I would actually, you know, I, I wouldn't mind getting a, a closer look at the Bear Me calendar to see how that actually lays out from uh, month to month. <laughs> oh, it, I actually noticed it a few, like a few weeks, uh, a few minutes later, mm-hmm. um, when she's marking down like the days, not Bear Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, on the bear me, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just—it's I, the dot. It, it's the dot that that pointed out, and I got—I gotta say, man, it, it broke me. <laughs> um, that that broke me. That yeah, broke yeah. Me. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the time knife, but I mean, mm-hmm. still, it's. <laughs> yeah. You can sit on that bench as long as you'd like. And whenever you're ready, you just walk through. I'm ready. I I don't think that those are scripted tears. I think those are genuine Darcy Carden sad tears. Yeah. She literally has to say goodbye to everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. Have you have you watched their their uh read through of the final episode? No, I haven't. It's she she gets very emotional during the the read through. Everybody has like a box of tissue and 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 cries a little bit, but but she's the one that feels it the most. It's yeah. it, it's very uh very sweet. Um something I want to ask you, I don't think it's ruining anything. How much did you cry at the end of the Mandalorian? I didn't. You didn't? No, I didn't. Um I mean, I thought it was fucking amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but but it, it didn't make me cry. Okay. So it didn't you, make you me cry either. But I, I did get did get a little my eyes did get a little um, moist at at one point. Just, it, it, we 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 can't talk much. That's about all I'm gonna say. That's it. all I'm gonna say, I, dude. I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I want to say stuff, but I, I, I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding no. back for the people. I, hey, I'm holding back for the people. I'm one people know that, you know, uh, you know, I already know that people, there already is a podcast um, that does reactions to each episode of The Mandalorian. I don't know what it's called. Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, you remember. Um, uh, Was it like Mando Mondays or something? I don't know. Um I just know it's hosted by uh, Sarah, who used to be an intern with the New Times. Uh, um, and, uh, oh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, check that out. I don't know what it's called. Uh, it's under Boardwalk way, Times. Way to give your friend a plug. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, you know, because, you know, uh, she uh, asked me for advice on podcasting, and I said, I have literally nothing to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, assuming you've listened to my show, you just talk. <laughs> wow. I have podcasting advice if, she, if she's curious. But um, Well, I told her I, to go I, to I, you. 
I told her to go to you. <laughs> I said, go, Jared. Jared's, Jared's the man. Uh, so It's okay. You know, you, you've seen me in this robe over Zoom. I'm a very intimidating person. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm just saying that's what I did. So <laughs> That's hilarious. So if, you know, you need to, you know, get some of that, listen to some, uh, you know, pick up, you would kind of want the same thing, but, you know, probably funnier and more professional. Go check out my friend Sarah's Mandalorian podcast under the Boardwalk Times, I'm sure. Uh, so, but. I can know. understand more professional, but I don't think funnier. I don't know. Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah was pretty funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, uh, but, you know, and just so you all know, we're not doing a Mandalorian podcast either. So we're not doing Mando Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing This Is The Way, a Mandalorian podcast. <laughs> oh, Dip, you're back. <laughs> Jason, Dip. What? But how, why? Funny story. Remember how I made you something mm-hmm. and I thought I lost it because it wasn't in my pocket? Uh-huh. Turns out it was in my other pocket. <laughs> by the time I found it, you were gone. I was just going to leave it for you, but I was worried it would get eaten by that magic squirrel. So I decided to wait for you to come back. Every so often a different Janet came, but I knew it wasn't you. Jason, it's been like a thousand baramies. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to see you again. It was actually pretty easy to wait. I sort of just sat quietly and let my mind drift away. Thought about you and the infinity of the universe. Kind of like a monk. What do you mean? Call back. (laughs) Yep. Looks good, not a girl. Aww. Chidi, wait up! Donuts, because I brought donuts. So there's the 322 again. I don't know if you saw that. It's yeah, 3.22 it's... later. Yeah. Ah, no one's here. Shoot. It was going to be a big laugh. Hey, sweetie. Did you not get the message? No. Why? Was the uh, meeting canceled? Uh, yeah. Forever. We just... Okay. I, I, this was the... Uh, the la or one of the last things in the um in this article of uh little Easter egg things that uh-huh. the yeah, the judge's shirt is the East Dillon Lions, which is the football team uh in the last couple of seasons of uh of, of Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I picked up I, I've never still have not seen the show, but I picked up on the reference. Because how did you pick up on it without it, uh, without having seen the show? Well, you know, I am a uh, I am a member of uh, of of Earth, um, Ugh, for fuck's and sake. I, um, I I've been known to observe pop culture in uh, weird and unusual ways, and I am aware that um, the football team, uh, one of the, fo- the football team in Friday Night Lights, was the East Dome Lions. Um, so there you go. 
And yet I managed to, as somebody who, who knows a lot of pop culture, remain blissfully unaware of so much. Yeah. So <laughs> why, why you're out looking for that uh, rain dogs, copy of rain dogs that you're never going to find. Um, I'll find it one day. No, you're not going to find it. I'll find it. <laughs> I will find it. <laughs> You're not gonna find it, Jared. And uh, it's it's my last of the Mohicans. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to that's a callback to Daniel Day Lewis. I there tied you it go. all together. What you did. <laughs> Dissolve the council. What? We don't need it anymore. Your system's working perfectly. Millions of humans passing their tests. You know. Oh, Vicky's really killing it on the training. So it's all good. Well, you, are, well, hang on. Look, how are we even sure that this is the right system? I mean, honestly, I think Sean was right. This whole thing sucks, and we should start from scratch. Relax, Worry War. Take a load off. Huh? Enjoy yourself. You know what I just discovered recently? Podcasts. There's like a billion <laughs> of them, and they just keep coming. Mm. Now, Scoot, I got a new radio lab to listen to about how clams learn. Mm. <laughs> Pretty excited. That, that does sound awful, by the way. Do you listen to Radio Lab? No, not so much. Okay. You'd be surprised at, you know, overall how few podcasts I listen to. But have you ever heard it? Because they would take something I'm like I'm sure that. I've... Is that Maz Jabrani? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've heard it a couple of times. Okay. Uh, no, it's not Maz. No, Maz Jabrani is the... One of the panelists on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, Jed Abumrod oh. is the co-host. Oh, yeah. Of, okay. Okay. I knew Lab. it was a, an exotic name. Uh, but um, they really do take... They would really take something boring like how clams learn and turn into something like really sonically interesting. Um, you so, mean as though it were done in a lab? Yes, as if they were experimenting, <laughs> as if they were experimenting with new ways to report science and other things. <laughs> Hence the title. They're they're one of the few. Uh, they 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 made Oliver Sacks interesting to me. Um, wait, wait wait wait, how is Oliver Sa- Sacks not interesting to you before? Well, I mean, it's different when you get to hear rather than read um, mm. about music therapy um, and other techniques. I, I beg to differ, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for, for those of you who don't know, Oliver Sacks was a... Um, was a what would you call him? Like he's a doctor. I, he was kind of a genius. Yeah, he uh, he, he wrote um, his story is what inspired Awakenings, right? The the Robin Williams Robert De Niro film, uh, and he wrote Musicophilia, which was how the brain responds to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wrote uh, a number of famous. Psych, you know, psychology books. Um, 
a man who mistook his wife for a hat. Um, mm. He wrote uh, an interesting treatise on death before, shortly before he died. Um, it was he. He was uh, he was a hell of a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy, and I, I just again, you should give Real Lab a listen. That's my other, you know. Since you can't listen to what knew what the forks name was, listen to Radio Lab. <laughs> Don't listen to Radio Lab quite yet. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you something. Do you think the judge and Michael? Ask away, sir. Do you think the judge and Michael hooked up? No, I do not. So, I feel like you know, with the Swee and the nicknames and. Uh, what not. That's just a judge, though. I mean, she clearly had the hots for Chidi and for uh, 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 Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. So I, I do not think that, that uh, Michael floated her boat. You don't think so, huh? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think he, she wanted to catch herself a silver fox? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't think so. Okay. Clearly you do, but I, I don't think it happened. <laughs> well, I don't... <laughs> Aww. I love you. And you don't need to respond, because I know you have trouble saying how you feel. I love you, too. Knock, knock, knock. Oh. Hey, what's up? Can I talk to you for a sec? Yeah, sure, why not? Hey, Derek? Yes, Mindy? <laughs> what can Derek do for you? Uh, Eleanor and I are gonna talk for a bit, so go into your nether sphere. That's Derek? Mindy has rebooted Derek more than 151 million times. Derek is now both a singular point in space, and yet Derek also contains space itself. The nexus of Derek <laughs> is without dimension. The moment of Derek's creation and the eventual heat death of the universe are now inexorably the same. Ugh, you are so annoying. <laughs> Want a beer? <laughs> I love Cosmic Derek. <laughs> That's, you know, this this whole, like, rewatch, I was just waiting for it to happen. Uh, did you notice that the orbiting Derek's are in martini glasses? Yeah, I, I, I noticed. So... Yeah, great stuff. So that's how you spend your days? Wandering around, searching for the thing that makes you complete? Pretty much. I thought I was connected to my parents or my friends, but now I think it might be something else. I think it might be you. I think my final mission might be to convince you to go through the system. Oh, the there's one thing I've neglected to uh, point out before we get into this... Uh this new found mission in Eleanor. Did you see who was on the What's cover that? of that People magazine that Mindy was reading? Uh, no, I missed it this time. Last time it was Pierce Brosnan. It still is Pierce Brosnan. It's still Pierce Brosnan. It's still no Pierce new, Brosnan. No new reading material. So, no new reading material? No new reading material. It is uh, clearly the most handsome 007 uh, ever. Uh more handsome than Daniel Craig? Um, I don't, there's just something about 
it's just something about Pierce, man, that just, you know, I don't know. Would you say uh, it's it's uh, piercing? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> really, uh, really pierces my Brosnans. Oh, boy. That took it too far. That yeah. was too far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first met you, I thought, Oof. well, there's a chick I understand. Lone wolf. Totally independent, knows what she wants. Cocaine, Cocaine and self-pleasure. <laughs> right. But I actually think you're a version of me if I'd never met my friends. You're like the worst case scenario of what I could have become. No offense. None taken. Look, the thing is, Eleanor, I am fine with where I am. See, I don't think you are. Or at least you could be better. If I wanted to say something at this point. Uh, as you know, Mad About You is on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, I'm aware. And I am so thrilled about it. I, I of course, have been watching it, binging it, if you will, um, as the kids say. And uh, so I, I happen to have in my head um, what... Uh, you know, the, the delivery of those actors is fresh in my head. And uh, the delivery of that line, uh, I'm going to replay it. Offense. None taken. Look, the thing is, Eleanor, I am fine with where I am. See, I don't think you are. That see, I don't think you are, is a total polarizer delivery. Like, in exact cadence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably interesting to no one else but me, but that was a, a total riser delivery. Yeah. See, I don't think you are. <laughs> that was a total riser delivery. Waiting for you if you form bonds with other people. And I think you know that. You told me about me and Cheaty that time. You showed me the tape. You said you were rooting for us. I think you have the ability to care. I don't know. Caring just seems like a lot of work. Mm. And I have been on my own for so long. I, I can't imagine putting my feet in the hands of some stranger. I thought you might say that. Hello, gorgeous. I don't know. And Mindy St. Clair, I neither live nor breathe. What brings you ladies here? I'm trying to convince Mindy to enter the system after all this time. She's a little worried about who might end up designing her test. Say no more. I'm on the case. Really? Are you, like, certified or whatever? Well, not yet, but it won't be long. Right, Sean? Well, I think you'll find that Tahani will be certified very soon. <laughs> Did that sound evil? I didn't mean it to. I was sincere. Force of habit. I do think you'll find that Tahani will be certified very... Shut up, Glenn. Great. So, you go back to your old life, chill with your floating Derek head. When Tahani gets certified, you enter the system. Tahani designs your test. Deal? Why not? Something new. <laughs> Thanks for giving a crap about me. I don't really give a crap about myself, so it's nice that someone does. Aww. I'm really glad uh. I filmed you having sex. <laughs> you can sit on that bench as long as you want. Whenever you're ready, you just walk through. 
Well, good, because I'm definitely ready. I'm ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Damn it, Janet, what the fork? I should be ready, and I'm... Uh, we, we can't let that go by quite yet, because um, she says, Damn it, Janet, which is, of course, made famous by Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is all. And she once again uh, gives a plug to our podcast. Um, what the Fork. What the Fork. Which, uh, you know, we uh, have again, to send our letters of thanks. Did you, did you send your letter of thanks to Kirsten Bell? Uh, well, I sent her... Um, our, uh, uh, she's definitely getting a, a, a New Year's card uh, from the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, just saying, you know, hey, the wife and the kids are fine. Uh, I hope that you and Dax are uh, <laughs> are doing good too, uh, and um, yeah, she's on she's on the Christmas card list, you know, as are you, you and you know she's right above you because we go in alphabetical order, um, but uh, <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, and she gets her and Ted and Will and Darcy and um, you know. Jamil and uh, you know everyone they get they get cards and just saying hey thanks for um, thanks for everything and you know so yeah thanks for putting together this show that I don't know what we're going to do next year I mean uh, I hope they get to come uh, to the Christmas party next year you know but I'm gonna hit so play busy. now so <laughs> but I am. Michael, what are you doing? I'm going through the door. There's nothing left for me to do. I feel sated and complete. Uh, I'm not sure you're thinking this through, dude. Yes, I am. A calm has washed over me. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Goodbye. (sighs) Did I go through the wrong way? Wait, wait, just one one moment. I know this is going to look silly, but it probably won't work. Michael, what are you doing? I am returning my damn essence to the damn fabric of the damn universe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. It's working now. It's working. I'm leaving. Bye. It's not working because you're looking. Stop looking. Michael, that door is not for you. I know we have this argument every week, or this discussion every week, but I think we can now say without... You know, any question that damn is not a swear word? Uh, I guess not. Yeah, I mean, because they keep getting to say it. So, all those times that my parents told me that I was swearing whenever I said damn instead of darn, um, uh, they owe me some... You could show them this now and, yeah. So uh, I need uh, I, I need to be uh, I, you know I have grievances. I mean, since this is Festivus when we're recording this, you know, I, I just I'm airing that grievance. <laughs> <laughs> I know my father will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I invented the damn thing. You know this stinks. You guys get to move on, but I am trapped here forever. How's that fair? Oh, I got it, Ellen. Come here. 
You go through and give me a piggyback. Mm-hmm. We can trick it. Oh, no, Michael, Michael, Michael. Michael, no, Michael. All right, come with me. <sighs> Fire squids are heavy. <laughs> Sorry. New people are getting in all the time. Tahani's still around. Maybe team up with her, design some afterlife neighborhoods? I did that already, remember? Spent 50 baramies making new neighborhoods for new residents. And you've already designed the ultimate one. It's kind of a letdown. I've loved being here, but Jason's gone. Cheaty's gone. You know, even Doug Forsett went through the door. That was probably for the best. That guy partied so hard when he was here. <laughs> I guess I'll just stay here forever, you know, putter around doing mundane things like some sad old retiree. Maybe I'll have Janet make me a hardware store so I can buy a hex wrench that I don't really need. Cockamamie! That's what I think of your plan. I think it's cockamamie. I think it's a great plan, and I bet deep down you do too. It sets a bad precedent. Babe, no one else is ever gonna want to do this. Plus, if they ask, you just say, sure, pal, go save every soul in the universe, and then we got a deal. And think about it this way. If you do this, you'll never have to hear from any of us ever again. Ooh. That is tempting. Because y'all are annoying. I mean, you did save the universe and all, but your tone. It's your tone. I know. (laughs) Michael? Come on in. All my earth stuff. Oh, my old bowling ball. Oh, high paper clips. What prompted all this? You know, it took me a while to figure it out. But earlier, when you were walking back and forth through the door, it hit me. You will never be at peace until you get the one thing you truly want. I'm... I'm gonna be... A real boy, Pinocchio. (laughs) The judge gave me the power to make you an actual human. Goodbye, fire squid. Hello, silver fox. (laughs) Oh, Eleanor! Oh, my goodness. Now, you need to be sure about this. You're going to live down there for, like, some amount of time. You'll die, (laughs) really die. Then you'll enter an afterlife test, be judged on what you did, the whole deal. At least so we think. While you're down there, this entire system could be changed. Sean might launch a coup. Someone could design a whole new system. You won't really know what's going to happen to you. That's what makes it special. I won't exactly know what's going to happen after I die. Nothing more human than that. Besides texting people that you're five minutes away when you haven't even left the house. (laughs) Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, I really like that. And because... I think we forgot that what drives Michael is that he does want to be human. We got to go back to that. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I. It's really. It, well, I'll, I'll I'll talk more about it when when we actually completely wrap it up. But it it is. It's it's fantastic. Hey, Mike. Where are you headed today? Earth, actually. Oh. Been a while. Is the return quicker? No need. One-way trip. Wow. Okay. 
Good luck. Thank you. I have something for you. Yeah. He's real. <laughs> it's real. He's a real frog. Yes, it sure is. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I got the perfect name for him. Mr. Jumpy Legs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Never mind. Hello, Mr. Jumpy Legs. Okay. So, <laughs> here's your driver's license and your social security card. I set up a bank he, account. He for reacted you. the same way that my so boys that you don't would react. Not so much fraud. that you become an entitled jerk. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Make a doctor's appointment as soon as you get down there. And no salty food. You have to keep your blood pressure down. You have blood now. I'll be fine. I'll be okay. I know. I just worry. I'll see you again, you know. I'll see you when I get back. Okay. If you rent a car, don't pay for the insurance. It's a scam. <laughs> Man, it's hot. But it's a it's a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He went so to did Arizona. he end up in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that's um, a head, it's a dry heat. The, the um, the five minutes uh, texting the five minutes away, but haven't left the the house yet. Is that something that you've ever done? Oh, I'll, I do it all the time to you. That's that's cruel, man. And I, I never do that. I always say I always own up to the fact that I'm running late. Like, sorry, I'll be you know, fifteen minutes late. No, I, I've done it a few times to you. Like I, I, I've never it's, left the house, and I'm like, dude, you coming? I'm like, I'm five minutes away. Dude, <laughs> it's you're 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 texting me the have but haven't left the house yet. You're casting dispersions on one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, you didn't uh, didn't send me a happy birthday message. Uh, you uh, <laughs> you're just really racking up the points here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I'm sorry. But you know, it's the last episode. Time to I mind you this was like a time when, you know, I, I mostly did this when like you wanted to like go bonus round or something, but none of the shit's around anymore. Uh so Yeah. That was back in the before times. Yeah, this is before times. Uh so, let me ask you something. So, as I well, for one, I, I found the New Balance shoes to bed. be a nice touch uh, to yes. complete his um, Greer at Walmart attire. Um, <laughs> but do you um, do you think he should just start over entirely as like a baby, uh, no. or do you think he should have just gone? No, I like that he gets to to start as a as a middle aged guy, as mm-hmm. a you know older older gentleman. Um, I I, th- I do think that's a nice touch, actually. I, I think it would have been too predictable to start from as a as a kid. But he gets advantages that he's that 
you and I wouldn't have if we were going to Earth. But at the same time, he he earned his place in the good place before. He just has to go through the unplugged test. Yeah. And, well, and also, I mean, it's it's like he's a kid because he has this kind of innocence, uh, you know, and this this wonder of a child. But he's however old he is, 60, 70 something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old Ted Danson is. No, but, let's find out. You know, his, his uh, new show uh, starts uh, January 7th, I believe. Uh, I also haven't seen anything for that. <laughs> uh, I, there was an ad uh, on uh, the Good Place uh, Instagram feed. Um, and um, Mr. Danson uh, is uh, currently 72 years old. He's he's uh, holding up pretty well for seventy two. Yeah. Oh, so fun fact about this: uh, the this is one of the 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 two like final things in this article. the The six stripes on Eleanor's sweater represent the six main characters. Uh, this was a costume choice partially inspired by the Good Place actor Mark Evan Jackson, who hosts the show's official podcast. <sighs> Every time Eleanor wore a striped sweater, Jackson and other fans speculated that it had an important meaning. For Eleanor's final outfit, the one she wore as she walked through the final door, the costume designers thought the six-striped sweater would be a perfect time to finally fulfill the fan theory. Uh, the six stripes on her sweater are colorful representations of Team Cockroaches, Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani, Jason, Janet, and Michael. Yep, it checks out because it's purple for Janet. Uh, I don't know who's which color. but Well, I mean, there's a purple stripe, so I'm assuming that's Janet. Um, I don't know who the other stripes would be. Um, yeah, I... I don't know either. I don't know how this is a fan theory when we're clearly the two biggest fans of the show and I have never once picked up on this. I did. Oh, you did? No, you did? I did not. I'm kidding. No, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> as long as you want. And whenever you're ready, you just walk through. Care to join me for a bit? Margarita? Always. <laughs> okay. Top three moments of your not life hmm? with us. Go. You telling us that we should try to help other people on Earth. The moment that we all got into the good place for real, and then it's an eight million way tie of every time Jason and I kissed. He was a really good kisser. I bet he was. <laughs> I wonder how Michael's doing. I assume he's doing the same as every human. Three, two, Some good one. days. Happy Some bad days. She's gonna be okay. The city has some really good hospitals. He's got a few friends. Such a good boy, Jason. Such a good boy. <laughs> few people he can't stand. Oh, oh. He's learning some things all by himself. 
<laughs> and hopefully learning oh. to ask for help when he needs it. Learning some things all by himself. Sorry, I had to put it back for a minute. So And hopefully Okay. This uh Murray and Mandy's for Joe the, Mandy. And uh the the guy who's not related to Bill Murray, who uh who apparently are uh who love to make fancy coffee. <laughs> Um, what's the sign say? Uh, enjoy says, our oh. unnecessarily complicated pour over. <laughs> yep. Oh, drink some coffee. You're going to be fine. Um, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I happen to really enjoy pour overs. That's how I make my coffee every morning. <laughs> Fancy pants. <laughs> I, I make my coffee in a coffee maker, like a person. I I get I I boil the water in an electric kettle. I uh, grind the beans and put them in a in a filter and pour the water over it, and it's uh, always always the best coffee I've ever had. Beats going to Starbucks every time. Puts the, that coffee to shame. Puts most coffee to shame, quite frankly. Oh, uh, um, wow, Jared. Could you be any I, you more know, I, I don't know. I don't know what else you could have to say, mister. I pour shit tons of sugar and cream into my coffee. I do. <laughs> I'm still still easing into coffee life, sir. <laughs> Learning to ask for help when he needs it. It's her like this, fingers this way. have no idea how long I've been trying to figure that out. Well, everybody needs a teacher. I, I know that we mentioned this uh, when we went over it last time, but, um, uh, you know, at, in the live episode, but that's Mary Steenburgen uh, to Danson's real wife. Yeah, and uh, did you see the names on the uh, on the sign that he took the number from? No, guitar I missed Guitar Mary. Ah, well, there you go. So, she's Guitar Mary. <laughs> she's Guitar Mary, and he's teaching, she's teaching him some chords. Some sweet, sweet chords. Sweet, sweet chords. <laughs> so do it again. He's messing up and trying again and messing up again and then getting things wrong and then trying to make them right. That's what everyone does. To Michael. To Michael. <laughs> What do you think happens when people walk through the door? It's the only thing in the universe I don't know. I don't know either. The wave returns to the ocean. What the ocean does with the water after that is anyone's guess. Mm. But as a very wise, not robot once told me, the true joy is in the mystery. Do you mind if I stay here until you're gone? Only if you say that thing I taught you. I hate to see you walk through the final door at the edge of existence, but I love to watch you leave. There we go.
So those who are listening, so I I wanted wanted to let that play all the way through, but it's, I, I really love that idea, you know, that, that you pass through the arch and you, you become energy basically. And that that energy comes back down to earth and helps influence somebody to be better. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's just really fucking cool. It's pretty Buddhist, uh, and I I dig it. Yeah, the waves return to the ocean, man. Yeah, I I concur. I similarly dig. Hey, for those keeping track, the apartment building is one two three five eight, which is again the beginning of the Fibonacci sequence. Hey, this was delivered to my building by mistake. I think it's yours. Oh, hey. Thanks so much. And 322 again. Oh, oh, wow. I think I know what this is. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. Look at that. Oh, thank you. His last name is Real Man. Very, very much. Michael Real Man. Take it easy. I'll do you one better. I'll say this to you, my friend, with... All the love in my heart and all the wisdom of the universe. Take it sleazy. Aww. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna I want, want that you're gonna want that to play. I I kinda don't, but alright. <laughs> of love the marshmallow cat is inside hey 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 gonna be somebody cool who did it but it's just the guy who wrote the the all the music for the good place um david schwartz yeah is that him um, singing it too yeah yeah that's what it says um Uh, i i I looked it up and uh because it kind of i mean the guy has a a voice that sort of reminds me of um a little bit of a brian ferry-esque and also a little bit of like Gary Lewis from uh, the Jayhawks. Yeah, I, I was thinking it would be something that uh, maybe Matthew Sweet would put together. Oh uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. So I can uh, I can that's it. I can pull up some uh, obscure '90s people too, man. I I, I can. <laughs> yeah. You know. First You're, of all, who? I said Brian Ferry. Who are you calling obscure '90s person? Uh, well, Brian I Ferry mean, Gary is. I uh, you know, I guess you could say obscure, even though he's a pioneer of alt country. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I just felt it was like a Matthew Sweet type thing. Okay, you know, maybe okay something he would have done with Susanna Hoffs. I don't know, but yeah, you know sure. what? I. I 
it, you know, it, it, I I liked uh, I liked the way the enthusiasm of uh, getting the marshmallow cat inside, you know, and it's good stuff. But yeah. Uh, anyway, but this is it. That was it. That's it. We did. It. Um. I mean, I I think that it's one of the best endings to a series ever. Yeah, it ended up perfect. It was really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Well, it's anything else you want to talk about with it? No, I I really have nothing to top ticket sleazy man. I I really don't. Um. Well, I mean, I I think that we owe it to our audience to go out on a on a. Um, simultaneous take it sleazy so so we'll end that way but um, you know for this is the last what the fork yep um, I don't and I don't think we're gonna revisit it again there's no need no I don't think so either I feel like we said everything that that there was for us to say about it mm-hmm. I mean I, I hope people enjoyed the journey with us um I ate four episodes. This is number 84. Wow. 84. A number divisible by four. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. But it's uh, it's been a pleasure doing this. It's uh, It's been a wild ride. Uh, we've, we've said some things. And uh said so some things you can't take back. I know. Uh unless unless I unpost the podcast. <laughs> 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 and and erase all of the sound files. Oh. Then I could take it back. But yeah, I mean I I think that this it, you know, to we had talked about doing a, another show and honestly I, I I don't think that there's a show that we could agree on to do that has as much to talk about as this one does. I mean, it was no. really the perfect show to have a discussion on because there was so much to it. There, there were so many layers. There was the philosophy of it. There's, you know, the brilliant writing of it, the, the uh, fantastic acting really from everybody. Um, mm. It's kind of a, of a one of a kind show. And, uh, you know, there, there are other shows that I might be interested in talking about, but not on that kind of level, I don't think. No, you're uh, not going to find a, you're really not going to find a comedy, uh, that works on such a number of levels. Yeah. Um, uh, unless we were to tackle the Simpsons maybe, but, um, <laughs> No, (laughs) but so, I mean, and I think that that really, uh, you know, as we were discussing everything, I think that that more than anything is why we're not, uh, going to continue the podcast. Yep. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop podcasting. What? I I thought we were done, man. We're done with this show. This is the this is the final what the fork. We're 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 putting a button on it. It's over. No more what the forks. And we're going to do a prequel. 
called? <laughs> um, it's, it's not, we're actually going to answer the question. We're going to say which fork it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, so it's not better call also, Saul. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> Bear, uh, bear pod, Jared. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no. we're, we're also, we're also not going to reveal what our next podcast is on this episode. Nope. If you would like to know what we're going to do next, you will, uh, have to listen to the final limited engagement, which yes, that's right. Uh, I, I'm also ending limited engagement after five and a half years. Uh, it was a rather longer engagement than I thought it was going to turn out to be. Three time <laughs> best of Phoenix cultural podcast winner. And I, uh, yeah, three, no other podcast is, is gone for the three Pete. And might as well go out on top. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Cheers, you know. Mm. It's uh, or Seinfeld or any of those other sitcoms that claim to to go out when uh, they were at their they're still at their creative peak. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be kind of a part two of this, um, but we're just gonna I don't know, shoot the shit talk about the history maybe i don't know have a retrospective of limited engagement i'm a little i'm a little sad about ending it but um not too sad because of what we're going to do next which again if you want to know what that is you got to listen to the other podcast yeah and so so that's that and if you don't care then it's been nice having you along the way yeah And uh, it really, it, it's it's a shame to lose you. But. Yep. But, you know, we probably, I mean, let's face it, we probably lost you a while back. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if we already lost them, they're not hearing us talk to them yeah, right now. I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But. I don't know either. But uh, it's... You know, it seemed it it was all, uh, you know, kind of kismet, right? Because it's also the end of the year. This mm-hmm. um, this drops on I think the twenty eighth. So happy New Year to all mm-hmm. of you. Uh, hopefully, twenty twenty one is a better year than twenty twenty. I mean, I don't it it could always be worse, as the saying goes. Hopefully, it's not. Yep. <laughs> uh. And all that's really left for us to do, Jason, is to say with all, you know, love and wisdom and one, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Why? Because there's something I have to say. Oh, fine. But I was in the middle of a countdown. I'm feeling it's, Mm. it's, it's like, uh, hey, Poe countdown. Poe Bay's Nerfect. <laughs> That's why I wanted to say, okay? Poe Bay's Nerfect. All right? That's all you wanted to say? That's all I wanted to say. Poe Bay's Nerfect. 
I really thought this was going to be a bigger deal that you would have more more to say that you would be you know nope. maybe tearing up a little bit no nope. I, I just it's the s- end of an era it's the end of an era it's been a wild sh- like two and a half years man um Lot to it, it went bigger than I ever thought it could. Like we had two live recordings. We almost had panels at Comic Con. Thanks COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, bigger. It went above and beyond than I ever thought because I, I never thought I would be able to do any of this. So, um, I thought it was just gonna be two Jamokes talking about a TV show, and that would be that. So. And people in Australia listen to us. People in Canada listen to us. People in South America listen to us. So. We're we're an international success, my friend. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> thank you, everyone. Uh, and on the count of three, one, two, two three. three. Take, Take it, please. Easy. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle.